0: Welcome to my prize unrestricted where we'll be talking more than Newcastle United. I'm your host, Chris Simpson, and joining me today is Cara. Nice
1: one.
0: Yep, it's already started, listeners. <laughs> joining me. You can tell that we've had a month off. Joining me, as always, is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hello. Hello. And yeah. Nice mm-
1: for you to remember me.
0: <laughs> it's been so long.
1: Yeah. Mm, all of twenty seconds while I was in the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but listeners, we since we last spoke, we have had a World Cup. We've seen Luis Suarez cry. We've seen Cristiano Ronaldo cry. We've seen Lionel Messi complete football. Uh, what else? Football. Yep. Premier League football is back. Newcastle with a bit of a Boxing Day bonanza. 3-0 win over, I'm afraid, Car, your uh, foxes you just knew, of Leicester City.
1: You just knew <laughs> that we we're going to come back and we'll be shite again. Um, but... I don't want to... What I'm going to say is probably going to sound like I'm undermining Newcastle. I don't mean to. Newcastle played really well. But Jesus Christ, if we just go like, (laughs) here you go. Bam. We have no real defenders here. We only have one. And they do not really work together at all. So here you go. Score.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I think that was the thing actually for both of these two sides, which made it such an interesting matchup. Um, Aside from, you know, you and me having that extra bit of interest because it's, you know, both of our teams... But just even from a neutral point of view, it was these two teams went in, you know, into that break with lots of momentum. Because obviously, you know, Leicester, you had your poor start to the season, but then you'd won, you know, what was it, four or five games in a row before the World Cup? Like you'd really started to, you know, uh, climb the table, find your feet a bit, get a good few wins under your belt. So you were going into that break with um, plenty of momentum as well. And that was the interesting thing for me was Which, if either of the teams was able to, after the World Cup, pick up where they left off, and unfortunately for for you, but good for us, Newcastle were able to do that. Yet Leicester, unfortunately, as you say, the defending was very I mean don't get me wrong even when Leicester were starting to pick up the wins it's not like all their problems were magically solved but it was very much a throwback to
1: they were just lethargic those across, first games
0: of the season yeah across
1: the whole pitch they were lethargic no one was running no one really wanted anything Vardy came on and ran around like a madman and then some other people started doing the same thing but like why are we waiting for you know amid someone in their mid-30s to be the one who's the injecting the spark of energy into the team no they're all fucking professionals Get on with it.
0: Yeah, I mean as 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 you were pointing out, you know, while we were watching the game, it's like Leicester just all over the pitch just seemed to be second to every ball. Um now whether I don't know whether they've all been having a big Christmas dinner. (laughs) I don't know what what was slowing them down. Um but yeah, I think as you say, as well as Newcastle played, and, and we did play well, you can only beat what's in front of you. It wasn't Probably the most challenging game for the players, especially after we obviously we got off to such a good start, which I think certainly obviously had a big impact on the game. Those two goals in seven minutes, Chris Wood giving us the lead from uh, the penalty spot. Obviously after that foul on Jointon from and Marty, and to be fair, can't really have any arguments with that. It was it was only just over a minute in, but it was nailed on penalty. And then yeah, Miggy Almiron took doing well, of course, took home, but. I mean Wester's defense
1: i know yeah i mean it, it was it was a good shot but like should never have really been in that position in the first place do you know what i mean like again it sounds like i'm really undermining newcastle i'm not they played well and they played with energy but they played against a team that had none of that so it makes them look a lot better than they actually were yeah but it is positive from a newcastle viewpoint to see that actually know that still willing to go for it there's still that hunger that there was before the World Cup The people haven't just like taken it off the boil and be like yeah well you know we're, we're safe now we've pretty much won now, this does seem to be um, a belief there that you know you're gonna get European football and there's the potential to, to be you know in the top two and obviously they were singing we're gonna win the league <laughs> I mean I love the optimism and I hope so because no one wants City to win again Um I think it's a bit early I think, you yeah. know can we not put pressure on the team that has struggled um, at the beginning of of this whole charade of the takeover and all that rubbish let's, let's just do as well as we can let's not put the pressure on of let's win this league now that's something to build on if you win it this season fantastic obviously <laughs> but um, let's not start singing that guys we know what that does it means you aren't going to win the league so <laughs> let's just uh, let's just hold that back a little bit please because it, it it's tense enough at the moment and the top half of the table let's let's just be happy with what we've got
0: <laughs> yeah i mean as as nice as it is to dream um i, I still think we'll do very well to really just to, to hang on in the top 4 i mean at, at the time of recording as you hinted at we are actually second in the table after that win uh obviously Leicester uh, sorry Leicester at uh, Leeds play <laughs> Man City on Wednesday night um, the show will be out by then but by the time you actually listen the, uh, to this guy's chances are Man City will have won um, and, and regained second second place um, but yeah uh, just got to keep ticking away keep piling the wins and as you say we didn't have to be amazing we played very well don't get me wrong but at the same time as you say it it was made quite easy for us I mean that I suppose quite seasonally appropriate um, you know Leicester basically parted like the Red Sea for the Almiron goal um, and then uh, eight, in, eight goals in his last nine Premier League games as well for Almiron so not only have the team basically picked off exactly where they left uh, picked up where they left off but he has as well which is great for us and then Joeinton uh, of all people making it three nil um, after about sort of thirty two minutes with that powerful header again Leicester not covering themselves in glory from set pieces but and then yeah, I mean from there really we just sort of saw out the game pretty comfortably to be honest uh, and uh, doubly impressive for us as well in terms of you know Wilson was out due to illness he had played against Bournemouth uh, but then was was quite ill over Christmas unfortunately for him. ASM only came on at the end as well obviously <clears throat> Alexander Izak still out so you know again still missing some of our our key forward players really um, so the fact that with a front two basically of, of Wood and Jolinton, um, you know the fact that we were still able to to ultimately get a pretty comfortable win obviously uh, again is another um, good sign uh, you know sort of for us and how we're managing to cope without some of these players and also, yeah, just nice for us, just generally. It was our first win on Boxing Day actually since 2013. We'd, mm-hmm. we'd actually lost our last six day, uh, sorry, our our last six league matches on Boxing Day. So uh, that's nice because it's it's always nice to win on Boxing Day as a little post Christmas treat. So
1: and it's always great for you to thump Leicester in the League Cup um, coming soon. So you know, <laughs> you know whoop, whoop.
0: Yeah, we'll be doing it all again uh, mm-hmm. in January, just in a couple of weeks, uh, listeners. Obviously drawing Leicester in the quarter-final of the League Cup after we beat Bournemouth 1-0 in our uh, first game back after the World Cup. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, the, the only thing that matters is the result. Um, but yeah, just a 1-0 win, own goal from Adam Smith, sending the Magpies through. But to be honest, it was a pretty strong performance from us, it could easily have been 2 or 3-0. And of course, Callum Wilson did score in the first half and if, if VAR had been in effect you would think it would have actually been allowed it was incorrectly disallowed uh, for offside um, again shame for him then you know back straight after the World Cup scoring getting disallowed and then <laughs> then he was ill over Christmas but um, yeah key takeaway is we're through got Leicester in the next round that's going to be an interesting one
1: probably the easiest draw you could have <laughs>
0: Um, yeah I mean it's going to be at St James's Park which obviously is great for uh, for Newcastle from a selfish uh, point of view Carr and I it would have been easier for us actually to get to the game had it been in Leicester but obviously from a Newcastle point of view I can't uh, (laughs) can't complain that we're at home and yeah potential of a semi-final you know of of the cup competition that's uh, never anything to be sniffed at so yeah, enjoying this cup run. Hopefully, we can uh, we can carry on. Hopefully, maybe by the time uh, the uh, quarterfinal actually rolls around on the tenth of January, hopefully, Alexander Izak might be back. Um,
1: I completely
0: forgot that you had this player. Yes, yeah. he
1: got injured so early on, didn't he? And then yeah. it just has not been back. I think he what, maybe start not not even started. Maybe just played once for you.
0: He played. He he scored twice in three games for us. That was it. Uh, but that was it. He's only managed to play three three appear- you know, three appearances for us. Um obviously been out for like three months now with this thigh injury. Um wasn't able to feature in the in the two friendways we played during the World Cup, obviously missed the trip to Leicester and he's not going to play against Leeds either, but he is hopefully gonna be back in January. Fingers crossed. I think mean, um, you
1: really don't see what he actually brings to the team, especially with Wilson still out. Um I know it was said it's just for um illness but I don't know don't know
0: This is Callum Wilson it,
1: it, I mean could be anything that's what I mean He should um, be
0: back against Leeds but again this is Callum Wilson you can never, uh, never rely on him unfortunately I
1: mean for, luckily though it, it does appear that Newcastle no longer just need Wilson in the team they can score um, obviously Wilson makes it easier but having Isaac in there it would be really really interesting to see how that, that works out and I know Wilson will always start but I think it, it could be pretty cool if you had two strikers up front. I think that's what Leicester needed as well, because Vardy can't do everything on his own. I don't know why you take um, a striker off that's playing well when your defence and your midfield are doing absolutely naff all. Take one of them off, like Perez. What a waste of space.
0: <laughs> um, um, <laughs> Preaching to the choir, eh?
1: I know, yeah, and put another striker on to, you know, be that. It, that link between midfield yeah. and but you know whatever I'll, I'll i'll stop micromanaging and you know obviously i know nothing
0: <sighs> no it, it's <laughs> no i i could say it, we've not had a chance to really see what he can do in this team as i say promising start two goals in his in the three appearances that he did manage to make mm. But obviously, long term, we've no idea really how he's, you know, still what he's able to do. Because obviously, yeah, it's just that handful of stuff three months ago. Um, And even then, at the time, I don't think Callum Wilson was fit. Shock, horror. Um, (laughs) So, at no point, actually, this season, we actually had Wilson, Isaac, or Isaac, and Sam Maximan all fit at the same time. I mean, what a
1: miracle that would be.
0: Well, yeah. And and I mean, to be fair, if, if and when we actually... Ever do manage to have them all, all fitting together. Who knows how Eddie Howe actually try and slot them in? It, it may even be that at some point Wilson drops to the bench if Isaac really kind of finds his feet once he gets fit again. I mean, he is the sixty million pound man. He's the man for the future. Uh, that all being said, um, Calum Wilson is is clearly at the moment the most clinical player that we have um, even Isaac, Uh the finishing You know, that was one of the things actually You know, which was something that still You know, for, for him does need a little bit of work again he's still a young lad still developing um, either way it's, it's it's exciting to see what's going to happen um, and yeah I mean I have to say obviously we'll have to see how it then works with, with midfield and all the rest of it but I mean the idea of him and Wilson and Sam Maximan all on the pitch at the same time it's a it's pretty, fever
1: dream yeah
0: <laughs> but it's it, you know it's a pretty, pretty exciting one Um, unfortunately it is not going to be happening at home to Leeds on Saturday we play them on New Year's Eve uh, hopefully again hopefully Wilson's back and as I say uh, we're well assuming that Leeds lose to Man City on Wednesday night uh, then I we mean, are
1: what a rude assumption <laughs> sorry sorry, Leeds fans way.
0: but then we're likely to be back down to third oh no we're tumbling um and again i think just if nothing else even if leeds manage to have a good result and you know good luck to them if if they can man city you would think are going to give them a real real good game so that bodes well for us in the sense of you know uh, we we you know we we played on boxing day obviously leeds playing on wednesday which means they only get two days of recovery or rather, we get two extra days of recovery mm. uh, compared to them, you know. So that certainly um, plays in our favour, which is is nice uh, for us for a change. Um, and yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one. I mean, again, we're recording this before they play Man City, so we don't know what they'll exactly be coming in in this into our game with on the on the back of. But
1: bit, if we discount Man City because they're the ones that have all the money and all the power at the moment, you haven't been let loose with all of the money yet. Um, but that's always going to be an anomaly anyway purely yeah. because of, of, of who they are and how many people they've bribed um, so um, <laughs> allegedly <way. laughs> look a pig it's flying <laughs> um, but I, have, I think Leeds the, the Leeds were doing okay I thought I don't think they were doing as well as as, as Newcastle you say it might be interesting one I, I I think ignoring the match that comes out that happens before, sorry, I think it's just going to be literally who comes out of the block the fastest and who's going to have to pedal to try and take momentum of that game Um, I have a feeling that it's going to
0: be another easy one for for Newcastle but hopefully, I mean Leeds, yeah they've been involved in some high scoring games this season, I mean their, their two the final two games before the World Cup were both 4-3 actually they beat Bournemouth 4-3 and then they lost 4-3 to Spurs um they've not been great on the road this season but they have won one game which was at anfield against liverpool to be fair mm-hmm. i mean again they're not um liverpool obviously haven't had the best of seasons but you know a win at anfield is a win at anfield so that's never anything to be sniffed at um and you know they're not bad going forward again some high scoring games for them you know on, on both sides so they're not they're not great at the back but you know they can they can hurt teams when they get forward so yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. But yeah, I mean the way we're playing. I mean, see, the second I start talking like this, we're going to lose now. So, blame yeah, exactly. me when we when we stuff it up, listeners. I've jinxed it. I, you know, we're at home. I would be surprised if we don't finish the year on a high. We've had a phenomenal twenty twenty two. We'll have a look back on the calendar year after the Leeds game has happened. But yeah, I I think I think we're we're poised to I think finish it strongly, um. So yeah, fingers crossed. But yeah, it's good to be back, mm. back in the rhythm of it, back, uh, back, yeah, back in the swing of things though, and yeah, we'll be back to talk about the Leeds game next week, and obviously we will be. Well, we're back for the rest of the season. But it's going to be a busy January, especially if. Newcastle do manage to beat Leicester and get through to the seventies of the of the Carabao oh, Cup. I don't think that's in doubt. Yeah. Um, It'd be interesting
1: to see what happens in transfers.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. Oh. We will be keeping an eye on that, of course, over the course of the month. As always, listeners, we're not going to talk too much about rumours because otherwise, that you do nothing else, and then ninety percent of the time, you'd be talking about players who never end up coming. Um, but anything that we do uh, happen to pull off, yeah, we'll be here to uh, give our thoughts on it and see uh, see how we're going to get on for the rest of the season. Yep. In the meantime, if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and leave us a positive review, that would be amazing. We've been Magpies Unrestricted. I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. No problemo. And thank you, listeners. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.